You're listening to Matter of Pride, the comedy education for queers and allies with me, comedian Aaron Twitchin. Each week, I take a different area of gay history and break down the basics. I do the Google so you don't have to. This week, we're covering the appropriation of the rainbow flag via a quick detour through the uninhabited Australian seas. If you want to support the show, you can be a bay and subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash air and twitching. Or you can buy cute merch from my humbly titled website, www.iloveaaron.co.uk. For more information on the issues covered in the show, there are links to resources in the show notes, or you can visit the website as well. As ever, the best way to support the show is by sharing on social media or by leaving a review on iTunes. Let's get into it. The Liberals are the most bigoted and intolerant group in society. They talk of equality and acceptance, along with all the other BS they spew. They then don't accept that the rainbow is used for the NHS as well. Because they're selfish and think anyone else that uses their rainbow takes attention away from them. Bunch of tards. Not the comments you expect to follow an article about Great British Bake Off, but after the bagel blunder of 2020, that's exactly what happened. A Twitter storm erupted during the Bread Week challenge, which, can I say, as a male over 30 trying to maintain a six-pack, Bread Week sounds like a personal nightmare. Paul Hollywood set the technical challenge of cooking rainbow bagels. All good so far bagels are a lighter and healthier choice. In discussing the choice of challenge, he stated that rainbows represented the NHS, which was sort of a kick in the teeth for the rainbow flag, which has spent 40 plus years as a universal sign of gay acceptance. It's a show about bacon full of soggy bottom innuendo. You've got to know your audience, Paul. Personally, I think it was hard to tell it was a rainbow at all. All the colours just blur into one. It was a hot mess. It looked like my sister's shit when she used to eat Play-Doh. And people pay for that. I should have become a baker. Shame I don't eat carbs. This isn't the first time the row over rainbow ownership erupted in 2020. As a response to the COVID pandemic in the UK, many began using the rainbow as a sign of hope and support for critical workers, particularly those in the NHS. The main source of this seems to me to be Health Secretary Matt Hancock and the little rainbow NHS badge he has worn more times than Jerry has worn a Union Jack dress. Given its perma-placement on his left nipple since the first lockdown, you'd be forgiven for thinking it was designed specifically in response to the key worker support efforts. It wasn't. It actually originated in the Evelina London Children's Hospital to demonstrate to lesbian, gay and bisexual and transgender patients that they could feel safe with the individual wearing the badge. A report from charity Stonewall found one in four have witnessed disparaging comments and one in seven LGBT plus people avoided healthcare treatment altogether for fear of discrimination. One in seven is a lot. That's a whole member of S Club. I mean... Imagine Joe never going to the doctors for fear people would discriminate against her bleach blonde hair or racist performance on Big Brother. Imagine Joe never getting a rash checked. 
a rash getting bigger and bigger until eventually her whole face is a red shining beacon and the Don't Stop Moving video is just her disguised as a disco ball. All because she couldn't trust her doctors. That's what one in seven LGBT plus people fearing healthcare looks like. Kinda. The badge was created as a quickly recognisable symbol to combat this. Staff who chose to wear the Evelina badge have pledged to support inclusivity and be approached with concerns or for support. They may not know all the answers straight away, but they will listen to you, treat you with respect and do their best to get support if you need it. Much like a medical version of Alison Hammond, they don't know what they're talking about all the time, but they do make you feel better, don't they? It's this same badge that Matt Hancock has been wearing to support the NHS throughout the pandemic. And it's very obvious that this is a gay-related rainbow because, crucially, it has six coloured stripes. Unlike the seven-stripe rainbow from the classic Bible story of Russell Crowe building a boat to trap all the animals into heteronormative pairs and forcing them to breed, not realising that will lead to unsightful incest and eventually be described by Darwin as evolution. That's why penguins can't fly. The six-stripe flag was uniquely designed for the gay community. It feels different. It's like when Paul left S Club to start a rock band. You didn't always notice he was gone, but you just had a feeling something was missing. Lethargy. Every single day, Matt has been wearing his six-stripe badge, and that has filtered down into posters, pictures, placards, and even rainbow bagels. Now, maybe Matt Hancock is trying to tell us something. Maybe he really supports gay rights, or he's worried about Joe O'Meara. His voting record on gay rights is actually pretty good. I mean, there was one time he had to apologise for sharing a poem that suggested the Labour Party was full of queers, but I get it. Who has willingly read a poem all the way through? You just retweet it with a sexy picture for the likes on Instagram. So where does the rainbow come from? Well, other than the sky... The six-stripe rainbow flag was designed for the Gay Freedom Day Parade in 1978, making it the same age as Lawrence Fox. But unlike the scrotum-shaped bag of skin Lawrence Fox calls a face, the rainbow flag hasn't aged. Its design is attributed to Gilbert Baker, an artist and gay rights activist alongside Harvey Milk. He's the guy from the movie you said you were going to watch but never did. You just my-listed it on Netflix while you rewatched Shit's Creek. The flag originally consisted of eight colours, each representing a different aspect of gay life. Hot pink for sex, red for life, orange for healing, yellow for sunlight, green for nature, turquoise for art, indigo for serenity and violet for spirit. Yeah, alright, I know, not all of the colours' meanings make sense. But sometimes, when you're trying to fit a theme, you've just got to make do. Like my friend's baby shower, when she was really craving tacos, we had a Mexican theme and ended up with a fetus-shaped piñata. Sally really exercised her hormones with that bat. I just wish she hit the piñata, not the host. I mean indigo for serenity. Oh yeah, I often see my fellow queens screaming at a Gaga concert or tripping over themselves to post a Thirsty Sunday selfie or clambering to cancel an MP who says they're pro-rights but refuses to appear at the RVT and think, oh, look, There goes a serene species of people. Now the maths geeks amongst you will have noticed I described eight colours there. Well done, top marks. Carol Vorderman would be very proud. Very, very proud. So how did they drop from eight to six, Erin? 
did two of them leave to start a rock band like Paul from S Club? No, that joke's been used too many times. The real answer is very simple and admin-based. Hot Pink was removed in 79 due to unavailability of the fabric, which also meant removing sex from the meaning, which just really messed with the theme, right? Turquoise and indigo were eventually replaced by royal blue into the six-stripe version we know today. In an interview with MoMA, Gilbert Baker said this about choosing to make a flag. I thought that we needed as a people something that everyone instantly understands. The flag doesn't say the word gay and it doesn't say the United States on the American flag, but everyone knows visually what they mean. And that influence really came to me when I decided that we should have a flag, that a flag fit us as a symbol, that we are a people, a tribe, if you will. What the rainbow has given our people is a thing that connects us. I can go to another country and if I see a rainbow flag, I feel like that's someone who is a kindred spirit or that it's a safe place to go. It's sort of a language and it's also proclaiming power. Now, maybe, just maybe, Matt Hancock didn't know the badge and its meaning. Maybe he picked up the Evelina badge by mistake. Maybe he didn't notice the six stripes at all. Or maybe he skipped the last 40 years of pride progress altogether and didn't realise this badge is an informed choice to combat the challenges people who identify as LGBT plus can face when accessing healthcare. Maybe he saw a rainbow badge and thought it was a celebration of Mariah Carey's classic album. I mean, it was celebrating its 20th anniversary year. Arguably, coronavirus and supporting Mariah Carey actually have a lot in common. Both can lead you to becoming breathless and socially distant from people. But then I dug up an old tweet on the internet. November 24th, 2019, at Matt Hancock sharing a news article stating the badge's intention and saying, Love this. Wear mine with pride. God, I love the internet. Skewering people with their own words. That's why I only post pictures of Britney Spears and bumholes. So he actually backed the scheme. Which does make sense. He seems like a good guy. I mean, somewhat incapable. It looks a bit like a five-year-old trying on daddy's suit and pretending to do daddy's job, but I think deep down he's trying to be nice. So he backed the scheme and then actively, on a daily basis, chose to repurpose a tool that was developed for a specific function to further his own political goals. The result? Now eBay sells six-stripe thank-you NHS flags during Pride Month, erasing a message fought 40 years for. Seeing the flag meant you could feel safe in a venue. Or at least now you could get free condoms and lube from the toilets. Now... You can't be sure when you see posters, placards, crocheted winter onesies, all branded clap for carer, all sporting the six-stripe flag. In the same way it's important to count your moles for cancer, it's important to count the colours on your flag. It would be like me taking a blue and white striped flag with a Sheffield Wednesday owl logo on it and calling it my political pride flag. Wearing it every day and demanding people pose for politics. Of course, that wouldn't anger as many people, because Sheffield Wednesday only has half a dozen fans. I'm guessing. I don't know. I get all my sports knowledge from the TV show Footballers Wives. I mean, just to actually make that joke work, I had to Google most iconic football kits of all time. (laughs) 
Man, that was 20 minutes of shapeless smocks I'll never get back. Not a single crop top. I mean, maybe it's us, the queer community, who need to move on. The rainbow flag wasn't the first choice. Prior to the flag, inverted pink triangles were used as a symbol due to their use in Nazi concentration camps. In a similar way to the Jewish being forced to wear a yellow star of David, suspected homosexuals were branded with De Rosa Winkle, which miraculously hasn't been used as a drag queen name. Within camps, they were often segregated for fear their gayness was contagious and used in medical experiments for disease or to cure them. Worn as a pledge to honour the past and promise it would never be repeated, you can see how some would want to move away from this loaded symbol. My brother loves to argue. It might be his favourite thing. Sometimes he'll put unrecyclable paper written as a note into the actual recycling just to argue the point that responsibility should lie with the corporations who produce packaging, not expecting an endless population to accurately filter it. There's one thing he will never tolerate in an argument. Thing is, yeah, I lose respect and stop listening the minute someone brings up Nazi Germany. I'm not being funny, but whenever someone does that, right, they've clearly lost all their ideas and are just scrambling because, you know what, they want you to feel bad. It's hack. It's crap. And actually it's a phrase, you're being a bit Nazi, has lost all meaning. And, I mean, don't tell him this, but I can see his point. It's too simple to call someone a Nazi or refer to someone bossy as a Hitler. And we've become a society that does it too much. Someone who makes you rinse out a milk bottle before putting it into the recycling is not a Hitler. Someone who puts a rainbow NHS flag on their lawn is not a Nazi. When I was a boy growing up in Broughton, the largest village in England, it was not exactly cosmopolitan. Our closest nightclub was a Weatherspoons with a dance floor, six miles away. Not exactly what I would call cultured. Until I was 14, I thought Poland was in the North Pole. Hey, it was the 90s. The only way you could get internet was on a CD-ROM from AOL. How was I supposed to know? I mean, it seemed logical to me. Pole land? Poland? Pole land? I just never understood why Hitler invaded there first. It just seemed so far away. I wasn't a stupid kid, but I was ignorant. And I think many of us are. The educations we receive are skewed towards our own country's worldviews. They focus on a few key incidents like the Tudors and the Vikings and don't cover often more important subjects such as the tensions in Iraq, the breakup of the USSR or why Diana Ross left the Supremes. I sometimes wonder, do we use the Nazi-Hitler argument because it's the only cultural reference we have? that it's so ingrained in our society that we know it as a reference. And if that's become so ingrained, such a critical part of our knowledge, why didn't I learn about the pink triangle until I was in my 20s? Why wasn't that part of the narrative? The pride flag has gone on to become a powerful and respected image. In 2015, the Museum of Modern Art ranked it as an internationally recognised symbol, as important as the recycling symbol. Even my brother has to acknowledge that. In June 2004, LGBT activists used it to sail Australia's uninhabited Coral Sea Islands and claim the land's an independent territory. 
They called it the Gay and Lesbian Kingdom of the Coral Sea Islands. Coral Sea Islands, where it's always brunch. A campsite on the highest point, Cato, was named Heaven and declared the capital. Lisa Scott Lee is scheduled to perform there every other weekend. The protest, which hands down should win awards for originality and high drama, was plotted during Brisbane Pride Festival in response to the failed Australian gay marriage bill, meaning unions in Oz were only recognised between men and women, whatever country it was granted in. The thing about a protest plot plan made over mimosas, someone must have woke up not knowing what they did. You just know that is a hangover you're going to regret. Waking up on a desert island, mopping up vomit with your declaration of independence, gearing up for your swim of shame. But it was effective. Just 13 short years later, the bill received royal assent from the Australian government. So maybe it's not how the flag looks, but what we do with it. There are dozens of variations on the striped flag supporting different groups in varying colour schemes. Race flag, trans flag, bisexual, asexual, polysexual. You can see why the straights would be jealous. Except there is also one for straight allies, so... The trans flag is definitely my favourite. It's more muted pastels of blue and pink with a white stripe for those transitioning or not feeling binary genders define them. And honestly, it looks like a mood board for my dream bathroom. In June 2018, designer Daniel Quasar released a redesign incorporating elements from both the racial equality flag and trans pride flag to bring focus on inclusion and progress within the community. With the six-stripe flag as a base, the left side features chevrons in black, brown, light blue and white. There is even a nod to the pink triangle of the Nazi regime. In his words, the arrows point to the right to show forward movement while being along the left edge shows that progress still needs to be made. The flag design immediately went viral on social media, prompting worldwide coverage in news outlets and print media. And maybe this is what we really need. We don't need to fight over bagel ownership when we can progress. We can let NHS supporters co-op the six-stripe rainbow because our community is so much broader. We can follow the chevrons and look forward. As long as we remember a flag isn't enough to protect our key workers. Personally, I find care workers like to be celebrated with pay rises, presents, or in my friend Paul's case, tickets to S-Club concerts. The same applies to the pride flag. Waving it is not enough if you are not also progressing and pushing the agenda to bring our communities together. So come on, let's invade Australia. Thanks for listening. This show was written by, performed by, produced by, and recorded by me, Erin Twitchin. I did everything. All from a closet under my stairs, ironically. It is all completely self-funded and self-produced. If you would like to be someone that supports the podcast, I would be so grateful if you could share it directly with friends or even leave a review on iTunes. Unless you're a TV producer, in which case, my rates are very reasonable. Please hire me! If you want to be an absolute bae, you can subscribe to the Patreon or buy cute Matter of Pride merch. All links are available on my humbly titled website, www.iloveerin.co.uk. 
Remember to hit subscribe and I will speak with you next week. Love, Erin. <laughs>